Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you for tuning in today. We are on part three of a four-part sermon series about who do you serve. I hope you serve Jesus. hope you serve our God, the one true God. If you haven't been keeping up with this sermon series, maybe you missed a week or maybe you, this is your first time, uh, check it out here. We've got a card on the YouTube video. So navigate to our YouTube channel and check out the playlist on who do you serve. You can also find that on our website as well, socialmediaministries.com. Today we are talking about how God is a jealous God. And you say, wait a minute, uh, it's not good to be jealous. Jealousy could be a sin. Well, uh, jealousy is simply an act of saying, I want what they have. Now, if you covet or you envy or you do something on that, you're taking it to a sinful level. Being jealous, if it's just, is not a sin in and of itself. So God is jealous. What does that mean? That means if there is something else that's taking up more of your time than God, he is a jealous God. He's going to be like, no, you need to be devoted to me. Now we talked about that last week. So again, last week's message is kind of a precursor to this week. Obviously it's a sermon series, so we're kind of in progression here. But if you're watching this and you haven't seen the others, don't worry, keep watching because you can watch this and then go back later and watch the others and you'll be just fine. You'll be fine. God is a jealous God. You must be careful how you structure the priorities in your life. Now, what does that mean? It means prioritize your life. You need to have a plan for your life. God has plans. God has incredible plans. You got to have a plan too. Now, that plan needs to be in alliance with God's plan. How do you do that? You got to pray. You got to be talking to God. You got to understand what he's telling you, etc. You need to be reading your Bible. You got to be living for him. Then when you pray, according to Proverbs, the Bible has said that man or humans, we make plans. We put the plans in our heart, but the Lord determines our steps. God tells us where to go. He directs our path down the correct path. We have all these plans and ideas. We need to be with God so we know which ones are the right plans. And we have other sermons on that. In addition, you got to know like what if you're doing something, is it bearing fruit? If it's not bearing fruit, you got to get rid of it. Things like that. There are all kinds of stuff uh, from the Bible that help you direct your course. You got to structure the priorities in your life, though, even your day-to-day -day life. As we we mentioned last week, that that every single day is the same. You have 24 hours in every single day. So for you to say, oh, I didn't have time to read my Bible today. Or I didn't have time to pray today. You better believe you had time. We don't want excuses. God doesn't want excuses. He wants results. So make the time. You have it. God's given you the same amount of time every single day. It's what you choose to do with that time. Are you managing it effectively? It's a gift. Are you a good steward of the time God has given you? Exactly like our finances, God gives us money. We need to do with it uh, 
accordingly, according to his will. We need to be a good steward of it. We need to be a fiduciary because it's not our money. It's God's. He's giving it to us. We need to be a good fiduciary. It's a fiduciary duty. In the same way, God gives us time and we need to manage that time properly. We need to be a good fiduciary of that time. We could die tomorrow. I could drop dead right now in the middle of this sermon. But guess what? God is giving me more time and I thank him for that every day. I've got a lot longer to live on this earth. As Paul said, it'd be better for me if I were to die because I'd go to heaven. But it's better for other people if I stay here because I'm building the kingdom. What are you doing with your time? Now, that doesn't mean you got to be out there like Paul. That guy is an excellent role model, at least after his transformation. But what are you doing with your time? Are you making sure that you fit in God, or is God taking a priority in your life, and then you're fitting everything else in? You're structuring after that. God must always be at the top of your list. He has to be the first priority in your life, and everything else must be structured around him. I once saw a demonstration. There were two, I should have done it for you guys. There are two glass jars, let's say, and, and around them is all this other stuff. And there's a big rock and some little rocks and sand and all this. And let's say all the stuff goes in. This is your, your social media. This is your work. This is this, this. Pretty soon it's full. And then here's God, the big rock, on the top and it's kind of wobbling and it's out of the jar. Well, if you structure everything else first and prioritize everything else first, there's like no room in the jar for God. But if you take and put God in the jar first, the big rock, and then put everything else in there. The little rocks, the pebbles, the stones, the gravel, the sand. All of a sudden the jar is full and everything fits. Because you structured it all around God. So you got to structure everything around God. How are you structuring your life? How are your priorities aligning each and every day? You cannot have something else come first or there's no room for God at the end. You might get done with the day and it's 10 o'clock and you're turning in for bed and you're like, oh, I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't do my devotional. So, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you go to sleep. You just left God out of the day and you say, that's okay. I was praying all day. In my mind, I, was, I had the heart that I was working for the Lord all day and everything I did. I was a good light. All right, yeah, you were a good light, but this is important too. How are you prioritizing your life? Everything else must be structured around God. You cannot have something else come first, like we talked about last week. Are you trying to sneak out of church early to get to the football game? How is it working in your life? Deuteronomy 4, 24 says, For the Lord is a consuming fire, a jealous God. A consuming fire. Well, this is a, an incredible reference. Wait a minute, a consuming fire. Yes, he is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Why? Well, we know this from stories in the Old Testament. When people would do things uh, against God, they would serve other people, the Lord would send fire down and consume them. Gone. Poof. Not even like a little spot of ashes left. They were just gone. God did all kinds of stuff. He could swallow the earth up and they went in. I mean, this is incredible. God is a jealous God. You cannot put other things before God. If you do not put God first, he will be 
jealous. Deuteronomy 32.16 says, we read this last week, so if you were here last week, maybe you remember, but 32.16, they made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. Now, a foreign god doesn't necessarily mean Hindu or Buddhism or anything like that. A foreign god could be anything else you place that's above God, foreign to God. You have one true God. So if all of a sudden you become a, a health freak or a fitness buff or something like that, and you, ha you say, I'm, I don't believe in, in harming any living thing, well, then you're not going to eat anything, I guess, because those people that say that, oh, so I, I'm a vegan, I don't want to harm any living thing. Well, the plants that you eat were living, and you're harming them by eating them. So that, that mentality doesn't work. But if, if that's going to become your movement and you're doing that, then that's also all of a sudden it's, it's like it's more important to you. That could become your foreign God. That could be like your religion or you say, I'm going to the gym every day, every single day. I'm not going to miss a day. I'm going for two hours and you're just doing that religiously. Oh, wait a minute. Now all of a sudden that's kind of becoming your priority. And, and pretty soon this is collecting dust because you're more focused on the gym or you're more focused on whatever. The point is that anything else could be a foreign God. You could, if, you're, if you're replacing God, that's foreign. You have one true God. Do not put anything else before him. The reason is because if you have something before God, then that thing has become your God. Now all of a sudden it's idolatry and you're worshiping a false God. Now you say, I'm not worshiping it. What is worship? Worship is like praising something, talking about it, uh, having it uh, devoted to it in your life, dedicating time to it, thinking about it a lot. Uh, when you're not doing it, you're thinking about doing it. That's worship. So if, if you're thinking about something all the time and when you're not doing it, and then you want to do it and when you when you are... Uh, away from it, you want to be there, you, you're planning your life around that activity, you, that, that's, that's taking the place of God. That's becoming an idol. That's a false God. That's kind of, you're kind of worshiping that thing. Now, you might not be bowing down to it. You might not be, uh, you know, talking it up. You might not be living for it, asking it to give you things. So it, it's a base form of worship. Now, of course, that could become twisted and detestable, and then it could evolve into more, and you could start thinking that that is your God, and you're getting everything from that. I mean, that's really far out, but, but it could happen. Think of, of the calf. As for this fellow Moses, we don't know what happened to him. So they make up a calf and say, this, is, this thing we made yesterday brought you out of Egypt. Hey, strange things, man. Strange things. People are sheep. We've talked about that before. And sheep are stupid. Easily influenced. Something, it could happen. The point is, don't let it happen. Don't let it get that far. Stop it before it gets there. That's the point. The second thing that something starts taking more priority, you got to get rid of it. Flee from it. You are not to have any gods before God or worship any other God at all. Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God.
For the Lord, whose name is jealous, whoa, is a jealous God. His name is jealous. He is a jealous God. Do not have anything before him. Leviticus 26.1 Do not make idols or set up an image or a sacred stone for yourselves and do not place a carved stone in your land to bow down before it. I am the Lord your God. Do not make anything. Do not have anything more important than God. Image, stones, carvings, anything. Nothing can be more important than God. If you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit is in you. Alright, the Holy Spirit is in you. Now, you say, well, wait a minute, I don't heal people, I don't speak in tongues, I don't have prophetic gifts. You might not have that, but the Holy Spirit is still in you. The second you become a Christian, you get the Holy Spirit. Then you can choose every single day to pray and, and, and ask for that Holy Spirit to grow within you, and you can receive a full baptism of the Holy Spirit and be completely filled with the Spirit, like the disciples were, like the Apostle Paul, like the prophets, these kind of things. Filled with the Spirit. The Spirit can come upon you. Alright? The Spirit of God is in you. That means that you have God within you. This is very significant. The Holy Spirit is inside of you already. Now, what that means is that when you start directing your attention somewhere else, somewhere other than for God, you are taking a part of something. You're taking something that God gave you, that Holy Spirit, and you're focusing it somewhere else. God wants his spirit back. He's jealous. You have something of his, and you're refusing to give it to him. That's where this just cause or this just jealousy comes in. That's why it's not a sin. If I gave you this Bible and you have it, and I say, all right, you get, I'm going to give this to you, and every day you got to read it to me, or not even a condition, but you need to take care of it. And all of a sudden I see that you know, you're ripping out a page every single day. I'm going to be upset about that because you are taking something I gave you and you're focusing it somewhere else. You're getting rid of it. Something that's not approved, approved by me. I've not given you that approval. I, you're mistreating it. You're taking it in a direction that it's not supposed to go in. And so if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit within you, you're starting to focus somewhere else, guess what? God's going to be jealous because, hey, wait a minute. He gave you that Spirit and that Spirit is supposed to be directed toward Him. And you're pulling it in a different direction. You are not to have any gods before God. Don't direct that spirit towards something other than him. He longs to be with his spirit because that spirit is a part of God that dwells in you. James 4.5 says, Do you think the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? God caused the spirit to dwell in us. What does that mean? It means it's inside of us. He longs for that spirit. He wants it to be united with him. How do you be united? How do you unite your spirit with God's? Read your Bible. Pray. Spend time with him. Meditate on the scriptures day and night. Be a light. Help other people. All of that. Do what the Bible says. Unite that spirit with God and put him first. When you don't do that, you're putting the things of this world first. The things of this world are not of God. 
This world is here. God is here. We live in a heavenly realm, a heavenly kingdom, the spiritual realm. It's like, it's like we're living in two different spots. We're living in this reality, the physical reality. But everything real goes on in this other reality, the dimension, the spiritual realm, however you want to put it. When you put the things of this world first, you're forgetting that really it's this realm that controls everything. The things of this world are not of God. They're of Satan. They are. Everything in this world is of the devil. Why? Because the devil rules this world. He has control over it. He has dominion over this world. It used to be humans. Humans gave it up when they sinned in the Garden of Eden. The devil took it. God is not of this world. He is of the other world. We live in this world. We're in, we're in foreign territory behind enemy lines trying to do as much good as we can. But ultimately, this world is not ours. We belong to a heavenly kingdom. God longs for us to go back there. While we're here, he has given us a part of him. And, and we're here on assignment. We need to use that and every day be connecting home. It's like uh, that's our mothership. And we're here. Uh, and, and we have a lifeline like an astronaut floating out in space. And, and if that gets disconnected, we're floating out somewhere else. We don't want that. God doesn't want that. It's like that gets disconnected and there goes a, a, a in worldly perspective, there goes a million dollar suit. Wait a minute, we want that suit back. Pull it back in. We want it back. They long to be together. God longs to be with his spirit. Not, not because of some monetary value. That's just an earthly example. A worldly example. Do not direct that spirit somewhere it shouldn't be. What, what is the point, purpose of this? If, if you're directing it somewhere else, what is the goal? Well, if the, if the things of this world are taking priority over God, and the things of this world are not of God, the, the devil is of this world, that means that you're putting something of the devil before God, and that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants worship. Demons, Satan, the devil, they want worship. That is their main goal. Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 say, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. All of this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. That means, wait a minute, this is two things. This is proof the devil has everything on this earth. He says, I'll give it to you if you bow down and worship me. So Jesus, yes, is in control of this world. God controls this world because they have control over the devil, but the devil owns it all, so to speak. Now the devil said, I'll give it all back to you. I'll give it all to you. I own it. I'll give it all to you. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. And Jesus said no. He took that fight to a spiritual level, resisted the devil. The devil ended up leaving him. Angels came and attended him, but he said no. What does Satan want? Satan wants worship. If you're not hot, you're cold. Remember we talked about that. Be hot. You gotta be hot. Check out that sermon if you haven't. With or against. That was the first one in here. If you're not with God, you're against God. So again, if you haven't seen this series, check it out. That came from Luke 11.23. We're going to read that. 11.23 says, He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. You gotta be with or against. Check out that sermon. 
With or against? Where are you? Are you with God or are you against God? Worship God or be led astray and inadvertently be worshiping or following Satan. Be a child of the devil. The choice is yours. I'd rather be God's child. I hope you would too. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this message. I ask that each and every person out there would be driven and motivated to follow you each and every day, that they would be your child, that they would follow you, that they would live for you, and that they would put you first and prioritize you every moment of every single day. Lord Jesus, that, that they would realize when things of this world are taking priority, that they would see that as an attempt by the devil to demand and take their time, to take your spirit and direct it somewhere else and that they would see that and make that change, that they would shift it back over and say, no, this spirit longs to be with God and follow God only. That they would not take this lightly, Lord Jesus, that they would realize that this is super, super important. That even though it's worldly, there is another realm fighting tooth and nail, fighting hard for their attention, for their worship. And that they would recognize that and see that and make that choice, that conscious choice, to worship you so that on the hidden level, the spiritual realm, that their spirit would follow and long for you as well. In Jesus' name, amen. If you haven't made that decision to follow Christ and get that spirit within you, we can help you do that. It's a simple prayer. It's asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins and telling him that you want to live for him every moment of every day. If you need help with that, we can help you. Comment below. Talk to someone. Contact us. We would love to have you join the kingdom of God and live for him every moment of every single day. God bless.